Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Melody. I'm very pleased to have Clifford and Angelica. Welcome to Exploring Art Podcast. Today, we're going to go over a case study about the captive cat at Columbia University. We have heard about this captive cat on the top of the staircase. It's a cat that's chained uh, to the staircase, a bronze statue cat. And today we're gonna talk about if the artwork is of a chained cat or is it a chained statue of a cat? Uh, because the chain is visible, is it possible to exclude it from one's aesthetic appreciation of the work? Um, what do you guys think about this bronze statue of a cat? Do you think that it's uh, an art piece or do you guys think that um, it's just a statue with the, that's chained? If you got this one or you wanna? Okay, I, I think I can answer that one. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think I will consider it art simply for the reason that sometimes, most of the time, art is what whatever each individual make it. It's usually artists in the eye of the beholder. That's how I view art in that aspect. And and, and most importantly too, if if it's actually portraying or sending out a message, because when I think about the the chain cat, I, I, I think of, I think it's, it's trying to send out a message that maybe the cat is, a, it's the cat is, like you said, being domesticated or it's chained or it's in bondage. The chain may, may relay a sign of bondage or being stuck. And the cat is wanting to be free because, you know, cats are usually, they're not necessarily wild, but they like to be free in, it, in their own way. So um, it's like something that's, that's not made to be in bondage or not made to be chained is being chained or, you know, it could be, that could be the message as well. Who knows? But that in itself is considered art because most art that I've, that I've encountered is always sending out a message. So. Yeah, I agree. I just think that um, anything could be art depending on who's looking at it and what message you're looking for it, like from it. And, if people look at the cat and I just think if they're asking questions like that itself is like the whole purpose of art in my opinion like to make you ask questions and think outside the box so the fact that people pass by it and maybe they didn't notice it before but now that it's a cat statue and it has a chain like did that give it a significance yeah I agree with that that's a good point well when I was doing some research I noticed that um originally the cat was up there without the chain and um, they put the chain on the cat because it was at a college like a uh, center I think uh, yeah it's like the circus Arden House Conference Center and they were saying that because college students are really rowdy because you know they drink and party they change it so that nobody can steal the statue because they do weird stuff like that I guess in universities <laughs> um so then mm -hmm. because it was chained there for so long then it started becoming known as the chained cat so I don't think it was the actual artist's intention to have that cat chained and for it to be known as the chained cat so it's interesting how now like it, the chain is a part of the actual mm -hmm. piece um and 
I that's think that's quite interesting. Yeah, that's and I think that we've all done research on trying to find the original artists and who commissioned the art. And because it's not really showing up quickly. It wasn't like significant. Yeah, it's not significant. Like the everybody's focusing on that chain and the cat. <laughs> no one's talking about the artist itself. And there's philosophers who believe that what makes the art is the artist. And I think that that's kind of like an outdated belief at this point. I think that like what makes art is what, how the audience views it. Like you said, Clifford, like um, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Uh, you know, they say cliche quotes are cliche for a reason. And it's true. I do <laughs> like you can make anything art just by looking at it. Um, and like Angelica, you brought up a point. Um, I don't know if you, uh, if you said this about uh, a toolbox that could be an art or something like that. Yeah. What was it that you said? It was like, um, like if you're in a shed or something and you see like a toolbox like set up in a corner in a corner or like on like a like a table it was like it could either be a toolbox or like some people might be like oh that's like a nice vintage like de decor it just it's how you interpret it, it like that's an example what the guy was talking about i agree and there's another point that i think about too is like um the artist may have created the statue of a bronze cat and let's just say you know, the, the, the college students, they put a chain on the cat or they had to put a chain on the cat so the college students don't steal the cat. And let's just think of if that specific university gets abandoned and let's look in the future, like 100 years from now, 200 years from now, and someone just comes and discovers a abandoned university with a, a, a abandoned, abandoned <laughs> university with a bronze cat <laughs> with a yeah. chain on it. <laughs> with a chain on his neck so, and people are gonna be like wow that's art you know because right. it has some sort of it has some sort of monument to it you know and mm -hmm. some sort of history because even history just for the fact that it's considered history it's a sort of art to people you know right because the chain has been there for so long exactly exactly i wonder if like now after a while that they were like this could be a potential issue Let's throw a chain on the cat. I wonder if they would have never done that and never called attention. If anything would have happened. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a really now good point. they made it like a whole thing. And I think now that it has a meaning, like now it's become a, like an icon, like an, like an art Huge symbol. Discussion, right? It's like everyone's talking about this chain cat. No one's even talking about the artist himself. <laughs> exactly. And... I think that like, um, like you said, history makes it because the chain has been there for so long. I think what happens a lot from, I, I don't know if I'm like assuming this or maybe I've got this from somewhere with statues. I think college students like do pranks and stuff like that where they pick up the, uh, you know, like their like rival. Like an opposing school or something. Yeah, and they like take right. the statue and they do something to it. I think that's why it was originally chained. At least, I don't know. That's my assumption. I saw um, the philosopher that like first brought up the discussion, Arthur Danto. Yeah. Um, he was saying that, well, he was saying like different um, commentary. He was saying how it could be like a form of domestication. But then he was saying that 
nevertheless, like the artwork is the cat itself. And he thinks I just like the adding the chain was just adding something to it, which is when I was thinking, which I was telling you um, when we were like looking up research and stuff that I wonder if they never put a chain and they would have just put like a glass box around it or right. something around it. Like if it would have had the same effect. I would agree with that. I think that's a good point. Um, it, it, it causes people to think, you know, because I think as well, when it comes to like art, it, you can change the message or you could change the way people view it or the way people spectate that art by different using different objects. Like currently it's a chain, right? Imagine that we replace the chain with a glass box or a sword. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You know, as an example, like gargoyles <laughs> all around it. A gargoyle is like it's gonna it's gonna change everybody's perspective on it. You know, because like, what does that even mean? Because and people, because everybody has different experiences to whatever whatever those objects are, whether it's a gargoyle or fangs or you know a glass a glass box, a wooden box, you name it. You know, so yeah, it's crazy how it's interesting. Not crazy, but it's very interesting. How like, you know, if you were to change with the object, if it wasn't just a chain, it'll, I think it would have portrayed a different message. People would have been, received, or you can say articulating it or interpreting it in a different way, you know? You don't need an answer to, to what we don't, we don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> we try to find like a meaning. No, we do, we do. Who knows? It could literally just be a, a statue of a cat. And yeah, we just changed it. <laughs> yeah, plain and simple. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Things based off of our own experiences. So, yeah. like chains, for example, like a chain to me can mean something so different than what a chain means to you, Angelica, or to you, Clifford. Like based off of like whatever happened in your life with a chain you know, or even with a glass box. So I think that like a lot of the times when we see symbolism in art, it's because we all have like a very like shared experience of what that symbol means. Um, so I think that like changing what was it, what, what it was protecting the cat, which the meaning not like in general, but for like each individual person. Um, so I think that like, now everybody naming it the chained cat <laughs> um it's just i wonder if the original artist who created it is still alive and were to know that that's what everybody refers to the statue as like how would they feel about it <laughs> right that's like, true, yeah. what was their original intention of making a bronze statue cat for a university you know i was thinking about that i was like i wonder what the artist must think Obviously, if, if, like, yeah, like, if you said if they were around, um, like, what if they just made a statue because the school commissioned them, they were like, make something cool, you know, something cool at the top of the staircase, and they were like, let's throw a cat on there. Yeah. And then some security guard was like, let's throw a chain on it because they're going to steal it, these drunk kids. <laughs> and then the artist was like, thank you. You made my, my pointless cat artwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can be very, that could be a very, that could be very much the case, you know, you could have made multiple statues for others, you know, 
He's like, ah, oh, this is another, this is another version of something that I've done. Who knows? You know. Like me being an artist myself, I'm just like trying to put myself in that situation where like I work so hard with like this intention of like expressing this meaning. And then like a hundred years later, if I can like somehow time travel and come back and sing everybody seeing my art piece and everybody knows it as like something completely irrelevant. <laughs> like if it some if it's something that like I would be proud of or like annoyed by because no one got my message. <laughs> that that makes me think of that made me immediately think of the Mona Lisa for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like thinking of how that is true. Like it's the yeah. Mona Lisa, but yeah, I feel like when everyone talks about it, they're just talking about her smile. Like even though I know that that was like one of the big things, like that's why it was such a popular painting at the time because he was able to capture like her face and like a very like realistic emotion. Like it looks, re- it looks like a very realistic painting. <laughs> I wonder if he's like, yeah, hundreds of years later, they're just talking about her smile, just her smile, not like not my technique, not how long it took me, not how long ago it was, like the history behind it. No, that's true because if I believe the artist was to come back and see what's going on in regards to the Mona Lisa, they'll be in maybe not the best mood because there's people, people just, I, I personally, when I first saw the Mona Lisa or what caught my attention was more of like the value of what it costs the value of what it's worth to others in the marketplace um because it's worth millions of dollars the original the original painting millions and millions of dollars and you got people yeah what makes it that valuable and and not only that people well um sometimes people will look at art simply because of its value not simply because of what it is or if the message is portraying or the message is trying to send or the art is trying to um, display, it's just simply because, oh, it's worth this amount of money. Okay, now I caught my attention. Now, okay, now I know what it is, simply because of, you know. So it all depends on, I guess, it all depends on the person, their experience, and, you know, how they view things, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, if... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you can go ahead. (laughs) I was going to say, like, at the end of the day, like, what makes art uh, the, the question is, right, like, if, what makes it art? Like, what is it that we appreciate from this piece? Is it, uh, is it possible to, like, exclude the chain from the piece itself? Or if we can just look at the piece without the chain? And I think that the chain is important because, like, what you said, Cliff, the history behind it. And I think that um, because of like all the progress we've made in the art world, like starting with like, specifically with like the Dada movement, like Marcel Duchamp, when he put the urinal up and said like, this is art, you know? And I'm pretty sure he did it as yeah. a But he really did change the game, like with art in general by doing that. So by him putting up a urinal as a piece of art, like, he made a statement, he made a point that anything can be art and who nobody, we don't need some pretentious art critic to say that's art or if that's not art. 
Um, and just like in chapter one of the, the, the story we read about the Betsy, the chimpanzee painter, like mm-hmm. the fact that it was a chimpanzee who painted it made it interesting. The art itself wasn't that interesting, but because the chimpanzee did it, it created a buzz. So it wasn't allowed to be put in other museums because it wasn't a human who made it, but in some museums would take it. So at the end of the day, it's like, who makes these roles? <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, when you say that, like some places um, would display the paintings and others would it, it makes me realize like, that's, it's exactly, it goes back to eye of the beholder. Like some people are going to appreciate it and some people are not. And that's why some people go to like museums and they're like, why is this here? Like mm-hmm. this means, like this doesn't belong here. Like it's, what's what's so big about it? Which yeah. is like, um, like when I was researching again on like that one form that was people discussing that was that one guy who was like, if you go to a museum, you're going to have paintings and you're going to have photographs, but you're also going to have like tools and cookware and things that people use from like a certain time. And like that in itself is artwork just because of the history behind it. But then I think that's also very like subjective. Like every person is different because you might not think history is like an art, but I think art is just something that makes you question. Yeah, just makes you think like, yeah it's like the art of psychology like the art of like engineering like there's different arts different yeah I agree I would say it's different arts for different people because I believe everybody's uniquely different in a way so people view life view um art or you know you can say shapes light um color people just view things image people view things in a different way so like like we all, like we've said like it's definitely in the eye of the beholder. I think art is is what that person makes it to be, because um, for some people that chain cat it may not be art because it's just okay it's just a statue with a, a chain cat. But for some it's like it's a, it's an artwork, you know. It's you know an artwork. That, it's a, that makes me think it's a deeper meaning. You know what it makes exactly. me think? The banana that was taped to the wall in Miami in art oh box. My oh my god! Gosh. <laughs> that sold for for how many millions? That's true. Did they actually sell or were they trying to sell it? They sold it. They actually did for a good amount of money. Definitely. I think it was over the millions. That like blue painting that had like a white stripe down the middle. Oh my God. That blue painting. (laughs) I I would look at it and be like, what does it mean? Like, honestly, (laughs) it's genius because the blue painting that's just like a blue block. I think you're talking about the same one as I am. The guy wrote like a book about why it's so valuable and that's what made the blue painting valuable so he like sold it with his words it's almost like it's I it really see behind it yeah it's really just you know at the end of the day like a lot of people associate art with like aesthetically pleasing like beautiful things that make us feel something because it's pretty but at the end of the day I think art what makes art art is the discussion around it what it makes you think about how it makes you feel like the fact that we're even like talking about it right now just because this one philosopher guy brought it up you know um it it really doesn't have to do with it being beautiful um and like who who who's gonna who is the person who has a standard for what beauty is you know so if it makes you think and if it makes you feel something it's art (laughs) i agree uh yeah i could agree to that as well I think that like 
um, anything that confuses you a little bit, like that in itself is an art, <laughs> the art of confusion. Yeah. Have any of you guys seen like, have you guys, any of you guys been to MoMA in New York? The MoMA? I have not. I maybe, no. no. Um, that's where the Starry Night is. And that's where Claude Monet's water lilies are. And I remember thinking like, I didn't know much at the time when I originally saw the Starry Night. It was so small, the painting. It's like, I don't know, like probably like eight by 11 or like, you know, it's a very small painting. Um, and I remember thinking like, that's it? I came all the way over here for this. <laughs> and then I remember when they had the Van Gogh experience in Miami. I don't know if any of you guys did that. And I actually learned it's about in. history and how he did that in the insane asylum and how he did that from the window. I'm like, oh. That was his view. I literally read that and I was going crazy. I was like, that just made that painting so dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he right. didn't cut his ear for a woman. I think he cut his ear for like his brother or something like that, right? Yeah. It was for his brother. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where that came from. So many people said it's for a woman. See how, like, even that is interesting how the history behind the artwork could even be misconstrued and even change how you see a piece. So, yeah, I think, um, let's see, did we answer the case study question? I think we summarized our, our mm -hmm. answer in a way. Should the artwork be appreciated as a statue of a chained cat or simply a chained statue of a cat? Because the chain is visible. I believe it's a statue of a chained cat because before it was nothing. And without the chain, we wouldn't be talking about it right now. <laughs> we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah, I agree. I think the history plays a major role in how we answer that. So because it started off just simply as a statue cat, and then somebody added the chain to it. Now it's a statue cat with a chain on it. <laughs> That's I I'm not saying the cat is an art, but just adding the chain made it all brought it to a whole other level. Yeah, I definitely think that um, it the chain should not be excluded from the aesthetic appreciation of the work. I think it definitely created um, an element to it that made it more interesting, for sure. I agree. All right. Yes. So, what do you guys think? Um, Any final, final thoughts? <laughs> um, can I say? Um, I can say that it's 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 quite interesting how um, you know an artist's first intention of a specific artwork or piece can be changed through histories of events. That can change the whole dynamic of that art. So it's just very interesting because I'm I'm still thinking about that and processing how that can change the destiny of a, a specific artwork or art like, piece. That can change the destiny. You're right. All right. Well, I think that sums that up. So for everybody listening, I want to thank you for joining us so much today. Clifford and Angelica, I really appreciate it. This concludes Exploring Art Podcast. Subscribe to Exploring Art Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or 
wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Please join us as soon. And remember to stay curious. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye. -bye. Bye.